rep, every set, every play. Let's go eat all camp long. Everybody get it to the back. The sky's the limit, And with that, we have to, you know, what an intro to keeping it orange and blue. I'm hyped, Kev. I don't know about you just watching that video, but we got uh, Taz Nicholson, uh, cornerback uh, for the University of Illinois football team, joining us. I had to put that as the intro. What's up, Kev? Dude, got me hyped. Ready to go. Got our got our man, number 10 out there. Mm -hmm. Out there, Tasmanian devil sticking fools. Like, let's go. Uh, let's see, Taz. Taz is saying he can't hear us, so let's see what we got here. Can you hear us now, Taz? Nah. You can't hear me. I can't. I can't hear you. <laughs> How are you able to say that then? If you, oh, okay, okay, all right. Let's try this again. Now here, let's see what we ah. got. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Oh man. I can't hear you. Okay. Let's see what we got here. That was a beautiful entrance. It's too bad. We couldn't get. Let's see. Here. Can you hear me now, Taz? No, nah, I can't hear you. I can read your lips, though. I can't hear you, though. Oh, we want to try that game here. Uh, okay, Taz. Uh, let's see here. All right. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna do this the uh so you get on get them on, on the phone? No, 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 no. Okay. I told him I what we're I'm gonna have him jump off and we're gonna get back on. And then anywho, that that uh that intro video, my goodness. I had to start off with that. So with that said. Well, we got Taz coming back on uh, a new episode of Keeping an Orange and Blue camp starts this week. Uh, and we have to thank our sponsor, of course. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, man. I almost want to do it again, but I'm not going through that again. Taz Nicholson. What's up, man? Thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for, thanks for um, welcoming me, sir. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you remember or not, but we chatted. Do you remember me interviewing you about three or four years ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was part of the first First interview I had. Hey, so what? Perfect. So it's perfect. I'm glad I was able to get you back. Uh, I've been trying. I love how you play. I love you know your tenacity, and I'm excited to see that uh, again this year. Um, but real quick, Taz, um, Kev, anything you wanted to maybe say or about ask him before we get to into anything more? Real quick before he was having some difficulties there hearing us. No, man, I, I was just fired up by the video, seeing okay. what the guys are doing, hearing my boy Aaron Henry, and hearing, hearing like, and just knowing what's happening. And, like, I love that this dude's nickname is Taz, right? And I get it, like, uh, but, like, no no guy has a better nickname that fits the personality and the way he plays the game than this dude right here. Like, you don't see him coming, and then, blah, he's just knocking the shit out of people. Like, I love I like, I like love the way you play, my man, and I appreciate, appreciate uh, how, your tenacity. And uh, my man Aaron Henry told me – he and I spoke a little over a year ago, and he's like, dude, just trust me. Do not sleep on this kid. He's a baller. Everything we hear about you. And then, like, I'll just jump right in and ask the question. 
Is it yeah. true when you heard about the Purdue game, like your your wrist your, it was broke and like you're trying to stay in the game and, and like they had to take you out of the game. Like you're like, like, no, no, I'm staying in. Like, no, <laughs> you're coming out, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was some it was similar like that. Well, in the game it had happened, but um it was so cold to the point where I, it was numb, I didn't feel it until I got to the sideline. And I didn't think of it as like anything broken, anything. I was just like, I'm gonna just get it taped up. And as I went over there and JB and his staff checked it out, they had to go to the back. That was pretty much it. So that that that, that being asked, how you you healed up you hundred percent? Oh yeah, I'm hundred percent. I'm hundred percent. Perfect. Now, um, would you say, um, well, when Ryan Walters left to go to Purdue, we were all kind of hearing, you know, because we were, you were close with Ryan. We're all like, please, Taz, we need you to stay. You know, <laughs> was, that, was there anything ever in your head or where you were like, you know, Ryan's been my guy, but, you know, not necessarily tempting to leave, but was it always 100% like, you know what, I believe in Bielema's vision. Uh, and I did love Ryan Walters, but I believe, you know, Aaron, what Aaron Henry's, what Aaron Henry can do. Cause that's the big question as a defensive coordinator. How's Aaron Henry going to do this year? Nah, no doubt. I, um, it's, it's totally coach, coach B, um, persona and system. You know, I, I believe in his system and how he operate and do things. I a hundred percent agree that you feel me? No doubt in my, I knew what was going on. Like just, um, bring, bring someone else in to help continue the, um, standard. You're a Florida guy, right, Taz? Sir? You're a Florida guy? Yeah, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Duval! Duval! <laughs> so, so, I mean, it can't, it can't hurt having a guy like Aaron Henry, who's also a Florida guy. You know, I've, yeah. I, I, I shared on the show, I had the pleasure of meeting Aaron when he was 19 years old, and I just, I, I love the man. I, I respect everything about him, and so that had to help. What's it been like? I mean, so, like, you were kind of like the, uh, like, I think, you did a lot of things on the field last year that kind of got maybe overlooked because you're next to a guy who's a top five draft pick, right? You're next to next to some some other guys who get drafted pretty highly. Um, yeah. How much are you anticipating this year of like, dude, you're, you're the star of the defensive backfield. I mean, obviously there's a little bit of pressure there, but like what's, what's your thought process there? I necessarily don't look at it like that. You know, it's a game I've been okay. playing all my life since I was about six. So I don't, I don't necessarily look at it like that. Um, whoever we are going against, I, I study my opponent, make sure my teammates and my um, the younger guys are prepared for the game week in and week out, and you know just just do what we do best on the field and that's flying around. Now Absolutely. I will say this: one other question mark that people have, like me and Kev, you know, we're going to be we, we break all this stuff down and we talk. Obviously, the front seven we believe is one of the best in the Big Ten, if not the best. The questions would be, you know, you lose Witherspoon, you lose Sidney Brown, you lose Quan Martin. Uh, then you've got ba Matthew Bailey, who has shown he can be productive. And then you've got Tyler Strain. Uh, you know, the Demetri how is Demetrius Hill looking to you? Does he look like does he look like a dude? I look like a dude that's ready to hit take someone's head off. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, all, all the DBs in the room ready to take some, some guys' head off. It's just, it's just when their time come. And then um, uh, it's Scott, right? Is it? Yeah, uh, Xavier. Yeah, Xavier Scott. That's right. Who had some? They had some big games and big moments last year. They had to play on the road at Michigan. They played in the bowl game. I'm assuming you have 100 percent confidence in those guys, but. To you, do you look at yourself as the leader back there just because you've been around the program so long? 
Yeah, so I do look at myself as a leader just because I've been I've been in the room the longest. But um, I I was once in that seat before, so I understand like it's, it's I believe it's a process to like each step, like just becoming a leader and stuff like that. So I would I would say for yeah, them boys in a good position, they gonna become leader owns like once their time comes and stuff like that. But as of right now, that's what it is. Yeah, I I think that um I think that it's kind of, it's kind of weird, and, I, and I'm I'm saying this with all due respect. I think you, you got overlooked, to be honest with you, because I I think I've been watching Illinois football since I've been going to Illinois football games, watching Illinois football since I was three years old. You're one of the best cover corners that we've ever had, and you know it, it's it's difficult when you've got like I said, you got a, a spoon on the other side, but now that the the time gets to show and like you're going to be matched up against the number ones on everybody going up against this year, this year. And I, I and, and I, and from your reaction, like you're excited about that, right? Like, yeah, opportunity to shine. What's, what's, what's the mentality like for, for a corner, man? Cause you guys are on an Island when you get locked up, you got the number one guy and you're, you're locked up. Is it, is, is it really like it's me versus you? Let's go. Let's have at it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I feel like it's um, you just got to be in you. Like you got to have that dog. You got to be an everyday guy. That would mean like an everyday guy. Mean like you know you being the same guy in the facility. You know whatever your personality is. I feel like if you be that guy, if you be that same guy every day, it will lead to success. So stuff like that, I look at you know try to um perfect and stuff like that. Um, obviously for the media world, the Big Ten landscape, Illinois adding Jim Leonard was a big deal. Uh, have you? Have I'm not sure if he's he's I'm sure he's able to introduce himself. Uh, looks like Taz may have popped off again, but he's here. He comes. He's coming back. I think. Let's see here. All right. All right. So let's let me finish that. Uh, is Jim Leonard able to introduce himself to you guys or or be around? And how much do you think having a guy like Jim Leonard to, you know, just not just maybe help Aaron Henry, but game plan things. How big do you think that is for, for the program? Because the media blew it up like it's a massive thing. But do you yeah. think having a guy like that's going to help? Um, You know, like, we just with Coach B, um, when we have meetings and stuff, he keep everything genuine with us and, and team meets and stuff. So he op he's open to us when communicating about stuff like that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, um, I know Coach B brought him in for a reason, basically what I'm trying to say. So I'm pretty yeah. sure he's going to help us and stuff like that. I'm excited to work with him. You know, I don't, I done did some research on him. He got a cool resume. So that's exciting, <laughs> you know, that's, that's exciting. No doubt. Yeah, that dude, yeah, that dude was a, not only has he been a stud defensive coordinator, but he was a stud in the NFL. I mean, he was a, he was a really solid player there. Yeah. And, and then, uh, and then what's, what's, it, what's it been like with the adjustment from Coach Henry moving, uh, from you guys to the DC and then uh, Coach Vanella's coming in. What, what, how's that been for you guys? It been, it been genuine, like it been cool all the way because you know them guys, them guys played together. So like their, their communication is like is, is on point. You know you can't never get you can't never get nothing by about them guys. You know it's just always one step ahead when it comes to us. Always something we can work on and benefit from. So I'm excited. I'm excited to have them too. You know I'm just blessed. And I can't wait to um, start the 23 season. My last question. We won't keep you much longer, Taz. And we appreciate you coming on. Do you feel and does this season maybe feel like some kind of unfinished business from last season and still maybe think knowing you guys left 
a little bit on the table towards the end of the year. You know, you had the chance to win the Big Ten West, and and then you see the media picking you guys fourth in the West this year. Like I hope, and I know I would have a chip on my shoulder after seeing that. But uh, what is your mindset, and what do you feel like the mindset? of the team is heading into camp, maybe just getting better one day at a time, but it, or is there a chip on your shoulder? Yeah, no doubt it's gonna be a chip on our shoulder. Um, um, we didn't really um, succeed on what we want to succeed last year, so no doubt we want to get to that Big Ten West and stuff like that, but uh, our mindset is just gonna be, like you say, day by day, you know, just coming in week in, week out, um, working uh, and trusting Coach B's system. You know, he, I feel like Coach B gonna put us in the right position to succeed and we're gonna go from there, no doubt. All right, and I, I got two quick ones, kind of fun, fun questions for you, Taz. Here, um, who 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 are who are the Illini fans that maybe a, a guy we don't we, like the average Illinois fan doesn't know about in the secondary that we that we gonna watch out for this year that's gonna make the name for themselves, and then like like who 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 are you tightest with? Like who 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 are your homeboys on the team? Like who's your clique? It's, are you talking about as far as from DBs or like just yeah the DBs because you you best to speak about or maybe wide receivers because you got to cover them guys either or man you tell me yeah, it's, it's so many guys like yes like, yeah, so many guys just give us know. one name one guy that's gonna stick out that we don't know maybe yet uh I, from a DB perspective you know defensive back um I I, I give you three you know um, okay um TJ. You got um, Tyson Rooks, you know, okay. all type of guys. You got, you got Elijah McCantos, mm -hmm. you got Xavier Scott. You got all them guys going to um, fit into their role perfectly and going to shine, no doubt. And who's I'm, in I'm the Taz click? Who's in the Taz click? Who's your, be Taz, one of your, be who's your best buds? Uh, you know, it's a lot of Nico, Nico Harper, Matt Bailey. Yeah. All of us tight. I would say we all tight. We always hanging out with each other and stuff like that. Nice. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's a clip. We, we hang out as a group. <laughs> I, I do I do like, hey, hey Taz, this, this, ain't, this ain't a knock because I gave you compliments already. Like, you, 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 what, you, what, you about 5'10", 5'11", maybe? Right? Ah, I'm 5'11". Uh, okay, okay. I love, I love the fact my man pointed out Rooks and McCantos, who are like the tallest damn DBs Illinois has ever had. No I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I done seen the work they done put in, so it's like it's like no doubt they're gonna succeed. So hey Taz, I'm gonna tell you, I'm excited in a few years, and I bet you will to see what Sabur can do. Yeah, no doubt too. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention him, Sabur, so another one. You know, that dude's about six four, six four and a half athletic. Is, yeah, I, I mean they've got some they've got some long athletes back there. A lot to be excited about. But we appreciate you, Taz. We won't keep you much longer. I know you got to get ready for camp this week. I think. Uh, is this your final year, or do you have another year of eligibility? Oh, I got another year. Oh, hey, but you know what? I think you got bigger things in store for you heading for next summer. So, uh, but it's nice to know that you do have another one if you could. So, hey, we, yeah, we, 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 we saw Spoon, we saw Spoon signing bonus. We want that for you, young man. Like for real. So, uh, yeah. hey, um, real quick, I, I got I got one one request, one prayer, one hope, one wish for you. No matter what, stay healthy this year. Best of luck, young man. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Anytime, guys. Hey, we appreciate you. Come on you, back, man. man. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, we will. <laughs> I appreciate All right. you. All right. All right, Taz. What a guy. And now, Kev, love that. I don't care that it was mixed up a little jumbled. Beautiful intro. Uh, talking to he's one of my favorite players on the team, man. Knowing he played with a dislocated wrist, 
and he still kept playing. Like that's a dude. That's a tough dude, man. That's that's a savage, savage man. That's like uh, Ronnie Lott saying, "Chop my finger off so I can continue playing," kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick before we bring our next guest on, it's uh, last but definitely not least. Um, I want to thank Hometown Hype Apparel, two one seven two seven eight zero one two zero. Promo code orange and blue right now. Get ten percent off your first order. So that would mean. The new swag we got for keeping it orange and blue, $17.99, any color, any size. They'll ship it to you within a couple days. Kevin, it sounds like our shirts will be coming in this week, so we'll have them ready for next uh, next Sunday. So hometownhypercarol.com, hey. I'm excited. Hey, and heads up for those folks who, who bought them already, understand this, if, if you ordered them, like the shirts were not made yet. Like it, it, we put that out for, on the forefront and Scott was just trying to check and see what kind of order delivery he was going to get. So if you order some shirts, they are coming. Just understand they weren't even created yet. So he was kind of like waiting to see what happened. I think he he lacked a little faith in the number that we could deliver. But those shirts are really dope. I'm excited when we get them in. We'll be rocking them for you guys. I look forward to rocking it in Lawrence, Kansas in a few weeks. So heck oh yeah, good God. shirts. They're beautiful shirts. And go go check out hometownhypeapparel.com anyway for whatever other material, uh, uh, clothing, like koozies. I think he's got hats. But just the shirts that he has, the the material, they fit good. They look good. So go check him out. And we appreciate you. So now let's – he's been in the green room. He's been waiting. He's been, you know, cracking his neck. He's been hitting a heavy bag. We're we're about to bring uh, our guy on. And you know him. You actually gave him more – uh, you gave him plenty of love. He has the TNT podcast, um, and he seems to be a really good guy. Uh, I talked to him earlier. Bobby Wilson is joining uh, the show. So, boom. What's up, Bobby? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. No problem, man. Kevin's a, been a fan of yours, and he was mentioning to me you know, a few weeks ago, like, hey, we got to get this guy on. You know, I, I, I reached out to him, and I was like, all right. You know, I, anybody Kevin tells me, you know, knows their stuff. We're gonna we're gonna bring on here. So, uh, and you were able to listen to the interview with Taz. So, great yeah. uh, job, guys. And Thank so, you. my first question for you uh, would be: Illinois being fourth in the Big Ten West. I think we chatted about this earlier today. What are your perspective on that, and why do you think Illinois was picked fourth? I think it's a big slap in the face, honestly. Um, Personally, I, I see looking at it from the outside, seeing that potentially the the losses that they had on the defensive side, new quarterback, maybe some people are thinking that. Uh, some of the teams put ahead of them, I think, are valued a little too highly, in my opinion, uh, compared to this Illinois team. And, and I don't care that they have a new defensive coordinator. They got dudes back there. <laughs> future pros teams are going to have to compete day in day out or week in week out to beat this team and i I firmly believe that this team can win and i honestly think they will win the west you know and me and kevin are going to do our official predictions i keep saying it for a month but i'm i'm thinking about doing it maybe in mid-august i think two more weeks kevin we're going to do it because i see a lot of people you know putting their predictions in now and even though i love to be first I'll wait. We'll wait a couple more weeks, you know, and we'll 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 do that. So, no, Bobby, Bobby, you are you are an Illinois, like you are from Illinois, but are you, would you consider yourself an Illinois fan? I mean, it's tough when you're running an objective podcast. Like, let's let's clear the air there a little yeah. bit, right? Okay, uh, 
Well, I live in Eureka, Illinois, uh, so about an hour, 15 minutes north of Champaign. I grew up in Flint, Michigan. I played I played college basketball. I was a head women's college basketball coach at Eureka College. So that's what brought me to Illinois was uh, basketball and coaching. Uh, so I will be completely honest. My dad played basketball at the University of Michigan. Okay. I think he froze up a little bit here. Yeah, we might have lost him. No, what's going on with our guests? Okay, we'll see. We'll try this. We'll try and pop in and out here real quick. I'm worried it's this Tolono, Illinois internet that I've got going on right now. I do have a... Is that why you're being blurry, man? Are you in Tolono? Yeah, I'm at my mom's house. You've been here. <laughs> I have been there, but I didn't realize that the internet was so terrible there. Anyway, uh, on me. <laughs> Bobby, are you, are you there? Yes. Okay. God, I was so talking, let's, man. Let me. Okay. So we're going to rewind you back. We're going back to Total Recall. Okay. okay. So your dad played basketball at the University of Michigan. Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. So, or yes, he did. So then that meant you pretty much grew up kind of like a Michigan fan? Yes, I absolutely did. I mean, I spent a lot of uh, falls going to Ann Arbor to the big house. My first memory of college football was Charles Woodson against Ohio State, his Heisman moment when I was a really little kid. That's what grew my passion in college football. Uh, I decided to pursue the basketball route just like my dad did. But uh, now that I host a podcast about college football, I try to be as impartial as I possibly can. And living close to the Illinois campus and this team last year, I, I was able to go to the week zero game against Wyoming. And then I went to the game against Michigan state as well. And I really grew to appreciate this team and just how hard they play. And, and uh, I, I really enjoyed watching this team. So I have become a fan of Illinois football uh, because of Brett Bielema and how he does things. I really love what he's doing. And uh, I think they got great things ahead of them. So you would agree with me and Kevin that Illinois was the better team in Ann Arbor last year. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Because a lot of people are like, Oh, if, if, Blake played, played, if Blake could have played the whole half, the whole second half and, Oh, Edwards was out and uh, blah, blah. And you know, all the, any other excuse in the book, but it's uh, it boiled down to, and Illinois fans have a couple different things. Like what if McCarthy's knee was, they call him his knee down. What if, Witherspoon didn't have a you know a phantom call on him. You know what I mean? A lot of ins, ands, ifs, and buts. But I think Illinois showing who they really were last year in Ann Arbor. Now, to uh, this year's uh, team uh, or this year's Big Ten West per se, would you would you put Illinois and maybe who do you think are the real legitimate contenders or uh, Illinois and Iowa, or who are you feeling maybe are frauds as well in the top the four there? I think Illinois and Iowa are the, definitely the top two. I think Wisconsin, with that new system that they're implementing, I got to see it before I believe what they're doing. I think that that's – with the players that they have that they're trying to put in that system, I think that that could be a real place where they could fall flat on their face. But, again, they have talented players, so I'm, I don't want to say that they're going to be bad by any means. And Luke Fickle's a good coach, so I, I don't want to say that they're going to be bad by any means. Minnesota, I think, just doesn't have enough back uh, to uh, – they lose a lot defensively. And I'm, I'm just 
I really put Illinois and Iowa right there at the top two. Yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of um, – I mean, obviously, Fickle did a great job at Cincinnati, and I think there's some – some newcomer bias in the in a in a good way for Wisconsin coming in here and, w- and being predicted to win, but I, I I have questions about how that system will truly play in Madison. Um, I mean, heck, you know they've got a night game coming up uh, in November, right? Uh, that's a, it's 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 interesting to me, but I at the same time I understand why prognosticators look at Illinois and say, hey, listen, you lost your best offensive weapon, you lost your second best offensive weapon. You lost two offensive linemen. You lost some amazing guys in the secondary. You know, um, four guys in the secondary who are NFL camps. Three who got drafted, and to say, well, they're gonna they're gonna slide back. But at the same time, Illinois is fourth in the conference in all Big Ten players returning. Um, so, do you think do you think it's more of a question that the the, the the prognosticators are looking at Illinois and saying, what what does Illinois really have in Altmaier and in the in the backfield, and can the secondary hold up? I mean, those are the questions, right? Absolutely. I, I definitely think that's the case. I mean, whenever there's a question at quarterback, I think it's, it's a legitimate question. I mean, inexperience there at the position, I'll, I'll be, he's, he's very talented. So I, I personally am not worried. Uh, and, and yes, I understand the secondary questions as well. I mean, you lose four stars to the league and, and one top five pick. I mean, obviously that's second to none, uh, but there is really, really good talent in the back end there. And you just talk to one of them. I mean, he's going to be a heck of a player back there. And they got a lot of other dudes who are going to step up and do really well there. I almost, didn't, defense- I almost didn't want to mention Demetrius Hill because, like, most people aren't going to think about it. But, like, what he did at FIU and his – you know, he was a freshman All-American, okay? Like, so that's – and then they're adding him to pretty much kind of roam and kind of play – be a kind of Sydney Brown type dude who can come up at, at the line of scrimmage if they need him to. He's even, he's three inches taller than Sydney. You know, he's longer, uh, probably just as athletic. And then um, Matthew Bailey showed out. And I think, think about that dude, an athletic specimen adding probably another 15 pounds of muscle. I think he, he's a guy too to look out that I don't think many people are, are mentioning, but what, um, what have you, what do you take on, you know, it sounds like Luke Altmaier and, you know, Leary are going at it, but Luke Altmaier is probably the guy. If you th- Are you thinking that maybe if Altmaier can be maybe the steadying presence that DeVito was, is that going to be the big factor for you and where where Illinois goes is Luke Altmaier? That, that, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, you have to have solid quarterback play to, to do well not only in Big Ten, but in any level of college football. So it's it's obviously a big deal. But I, I think as well, the running back, uh, the running backs that they have returning play a huge role here. Uh, I, I understand you lose Chase Brown, who's our, one of the best players in college football last year, should have been in the Heisman conversation more than he was. But the, the guys that they have back are going to be able to take a good amount away from the pressure that's going to be on those quarterbacks, whoever it may be. And, and, and I think that's going to be huge. And I think the offensive line, yes, they lose a couple, but Bielema is as good as it gets in coaching up offensive linemen, getting the right guys in place there. So personally, that doesn't worry me at all. 
it's fun. It's funny because I think about when you think about where Ellen, where, where the prognosticators, the Big Ten media folks are putting Illinois, and then you compare that to Penn State, who has an unproven guy at quarterback as well. I mean, obviously Aller's really highly thought of, and he's really talented. But you know, so so is Luke Altmyer. So it's a little bit of inconsistency there. But this kind of leads me into a question: Is that so? Last year, when Ryan and I were talking about this, I circled the Indiana game as, as a game that I thought would be really critical to Illinois' overall success for the season, and that's probably because I thought Virginia was going to be better than what they were. Uh, when you look at Illinois' schedule, I, I personally look at the Penn State game as a huge game early on to see maybe as a litmus test of where they are. But do you think do, would would you lean more Kansas? Where are you looking at Illinois' schedule early on and going, "Hey, this is where we'll know where this team's at." I, I definitely think the Penn State game, like you're saying, I mean, Kansas is going to be a heck of a test because they got a really, really good offense, but their defense is borderline bad. So I think Illinois can really move on them and do things. And, and I, I really firmly believe that they'll get the job done in Lawrence. And, and I think Penn State is the real barometer uh, because I, I think Penn State's going to be pretty darn good. Yes. And, and, I, and I firmly believe that Illinois can beat them in that game and and it, that's a big one that definitely is I, I i think it's one of the bigger games at illinois in quite some time big noon kickoff joel clack gus yep. johnson the old you know having the camera behind the having the sky cam all that oh my goodness it's gonna be it's gonna be dope uh um so uh, speaking of that uh, Penn State uh, Illinois matchup, which I think we all agree is going to be the big one, um, I would say if you look at the schedule as well, uh, Bobby, Illinois. You know, even when they get to FAU, I think the schedule sets up. It's like a a, a staircase. You know, Toledo, who's going to probably be a ten win team this year. Mm -hmm. I think the only game you know that I've seen many guys like Phil Steele and others projecting them to even be an underdog in is the Illinois game, maybe, and maybe at Miami of Ohio. But so they're looking like a 10, 11 win team. And then they've got their star quarterback, come, you know, which I'm excited about that matchup for Illinois to have that in week one, because in week two, you get Jaden Daniels in Kansas. So you've got two very athletic quarterbacks back to back. So that sets up Illinois defense to be prepared for what Kansas is going to bring them offensively. It's really similar. So having that at Kansas and then having Penn State at home, I think that's going to set them up nicely to be prepared for Penn State. And then you can't count out FAU when you got Tom Herman at the helm, right? Absolutely. They're going to be extremely well prepared and well coached. He's he's proven that he can uh, do well in, uh, in the AAC. At, well, while he was at Houston. So given some time there, he's going to do really well. And I agree, Daquan uh, Finn at Toledo is an absolute superstar in the MAC. Uh, Illinois, they'll be ready. I, I know they will. Coach Bielmo won't allow them not to be. But they, they better be because uh, – that Toledo team is right. darn good. Real quick before Kevin gets one in, because he's always, he he has always has great questions, so I always appreciate that. I try to come up with really good ones, because so I'm like, I'm going to stump Kev. All right. Um, so with that said, with – yeah, Kev, why do you think guys like Phil Steele, who I respect a lot, has Illinois' offensive line 53rd? Why would they have that? Why, why would he have that? And he's like this genius, you know, he knows it all. But why would he disrespect them so much, you know? It's just kind of – I just don't understand. 
I think he's looking at the fact that they lose some key pieces and maybe not looking at the depth. Um, I, because it's not like they didn't. Guys like Philly, they still brought back quality, though, too, you know? Right, right. Guys like Phil Steele, I think it's just – I mean, I'm trying to do that myself. I break down every single team in college yeah. football, and it's it's really, really hard because you can't know everything about every team. But but guys guys like him, I, I respect what he does. He's the best at it. He has but he's, it, he's it, got twenty hard. guys though. He's got twenty guys that work right. for him. I got me. Yeah, you got <laughs> you. But I'm just saying, you got twenty guys. And you don't realize who has who they have coming back. I mean, right. Yeah, I think it's disrespectful. I mean that that they got they got dudes coming back, and then the depth the depth is good. I that's what I, I don't understand that. Brett Bielema's got that on the chart. I promise you he's got that. Oh, I guarantee he does. <laughs> and so that's why I'm only – I'm actually okay that Phil Steele and the, the rest of the media has disrespected the team so much. I think it's wonderful because they're going to come in in Toledo prepared. I promise. They will. And I think those are the Brett Bielema coach teams that always do the best, the teams that are, like, least thought of. And that's the crazy thing, too, is because this team is so talented and they're not thought of very highly. So I, I think it's a mixture for something amazing. Well, I, I think there's a lot of it that, that, that stems from, and I've heard people talk about this when you look at the overall star rankings on the total roster comparatively. I, I, I heard some guys recently, I listened to a podcast where they actually gave a game preview of it, and, and it, was, it was a gambling podcast. And they said something like uh, Toledo's 74th in the nation in overall talent from uh, – from a star rating where Illinois is 65th, but I think that, that that fails to factor in the development that really has happened under Bielema. And I think that's been the biggest shift for Illinois in the past few years is that, you know, Lovey, I think Lovey Smith brought in some talent, but Brett Bielema has developed them. I mean, case in point, see Devin Witherspoon, see Kirby Joseph, see Johnny Newton, see Keith Randolph. I mean, those guys have flourished uh, since they've been under the, in the Bielema system. And I think you'll continue to see that. Um, I'm excited about this Big Ten season. Big, I think the Big Ten West is going to be hyper competitive again. Um, the one thing I do remember last year, I was listening to uh, Dusty Dvorak and Danny Cannell before the season, and they said, hey, listen, there's five teams that are going to battle it out for the Big Ten West. The two teams that they didn't even consider were Illinois and Northwestern. Illinois wasn't even considered, and we were basically Illinois was in the, the driver's seat towards the end of the season. That being said, what what's what's your outlook for Purdue? I have not got a chance to listen to your Purdue breakdown yet. What where do you see the the boilers of West Lafayette? Um, do you think they factor in the Big Ten race this year? You know, we've talked about we talked about Wisconsin, we talked about Minnesota, talked about Iowa. Obviously, a lot of changes in Nebraska yet they've yet to prove it. But what's your thoughts on Purdue? I think they're another one where they got to kind of prove it themselves. I think there's a lot of new pieces there that I, I it's going to be it's definitely gonna be a work in progress and their first game is against Fresno state who has won. I want to say eight or nine games in a row. So that they're going to have a battle on their hands right there. Fresno state's got a lot of new players coming in. Yeah. Losing Jake Hayner is a big yeah. deal. Yeah. I mean, and they, they lose Mims at running back and Moreno Cropper at wide receiver. So, I mean, they, they, they lose a lot of guys, but they still have. Yeah. That's no gimme. No, no degree. I'm curious to see how Hudson Card does. I mean, he had some really big flashes at Texas, and I know he had some injuries, but he was just never able to hold on to the job. Um, and while I think we could say that about Luke Altmeyer, I mean, he really I, – I just feel like uh, Kiffin just wanted 
Jackson Dart to be the man no matter what. Even if he had bad games, you weren't seeing Luke in there. So to me, it was just Dart was his guy, and he liked having a guy that he knew could get the job done if he needed, but he just wasn't going to transition from Dart. You know, you've seen that all over in, in the NFL, NFL at times where we're like, can we just get the backup in right? I know the backup's always the most popular player, but uh, I think from what I've heard, Bobby, the players love Luke Altmeyer. Throws a really good ball. Maybe not it's DeVito-like, but I don't know if his arm strength is the same, but it sounds like intermediate throws, he's very accurate. And he's actually more athletic than DeVito, which DeVito had some fun moments where he got to show off his legs a little bit. Sounds like Luke's got a little bit more – he's got a little more cooking. So I'm excited to see where Luke can go and then, you know, if Hudson Card's going to be able to – you know, show out like he did against Alabama last year. So that's going to be – and then what about Nebraska, for Bobby, with that situation with Matt Rule? Do you think year one is just going to be too tough to make them a bowl team? Well, first, going back to Purdue just for a second, I think if Graham, if Graham Harrell, their new offensive coordinator, could have hand-picked a quarterback, I think uh, Card is that guy that he would have picked. So I, I think he's a really good fit in that system that they're going to try to implement – but we'll see. But then looking at Nebraska, uh, Matt, Matt Rule is a heck of a football coach. So I'm, I'm never, ever going to question him as a coach and what he's going to be able to do. Um, it, it's going to be really, really interesting to see uh, Sims running that offense uh, and seeing how he does with that. Uh, he's very talented, but he all he ever really had around him at Georgia Tech was Jameer Gibbs, and we saw how good he was. So, so we'll, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do with a bit more talent around him than he had at Georgia Tech. But it, it, I don't see Nebraska being a real player in the Big Ten this year. But at the same time, having a first-class coach, uh, one of the top coaches, uh, I, I'm not going to put it past him. I, I would never suspect it, though. Yeah, it, it's interesting when we just talked about Purdue – and then you look at where the rest of the Big Ten has, has situated itself from a from a especially the West from a head coaching standpoint is that you know produce produce six out of seven from from a hierarchy standpoint no matter how you want to slice it and, I, and I'm pulling for Ryan Walters I really am I hope he does well I just hope he's not at Purdue too long and I hope it's in a good way for him because I do like what he did at Illinois and I like the I like the rivalry that he has with uh, Bielema it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, that being said, you know, as we start to get moving forward to this college football season, you're a guy who likes to go to a lot of games. You like to attend a lot of a lot of places. Where are you going to be week one this year, Bobby? Where where, where 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 will you put your butt in the seats? Well, I uh, I do a lot of work for the University of Connecticut, and they actually play on my birthday, August 31st. So I'm hoping to be there. Uh, that's for the a, first is that Friday night as well? Is that that's a Thursday night game? Thursday then, huh? night. Thursday. Night. Yeah. Yeah. And then Saturday, uh, September 2nd, I, I've already got it planned to go to Western Kentucky to see South Florida and Western Kentucky. I had the privilege of having Austin Reed, their quarterback, on my show uh, a month or two ago. And uh, he's a fantastic dude, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him play in person. Alex Golish, former Illini assistant, is the head coach yes. at USC, yep. right? Yep, he is. You yep. USF, uh, some of the best helmets in college football, in my opinion. Absolutely. That'll, that'll, be, that'll be a fun one. There, uh, And then are you planning on making a way to Champaign this year? 
Absolutely. I'm still trying to decide when. Um, I would love to go uh, to the big noon kickoff game against Penn yep. State because Mark Ingram, a fellow Flint, Michigan guy, he's my guy. I'd love to, and he's part of big noon kickoff now, so I'd love to see him. But I, I'm also going to the Detroit Lions home opener that Sunday, so I, I don't know how I'm gonna how I would work that out. So I, can, we'll I appreciate your support. On. You're supporting Kirby Joseph. We appreciate it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He's he's my guy. <laughs> that's right, man. The final pick in Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay career. I mean, that's something that that's Absolutely. something that you can make some money off in twenty years, even though he may not need it. <laughs> well, well, Bobby, I will say this: you know, the Lions kick off the NFL season in Kansas City on September seventh, and then Illinois is <laughs> at Kansas on September eighth. You want to come hang out with your guy here? I'll be there. Love to see you. Love to meet up. Just saying, if you want to come that way, I'll be there. <laughs> I actually, me and a good buddy of mine have talked about going to the Kansas City Chiefs Lions game, Illinois Kansas, and then on Saturday doing Kansas State Troy and then Missouri Middle Tennessee because one's in the morning and one's in the evening. Drive over to Columbia after we'll leaving Manhattan. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Yep. That's a lot. Did, I don't we'll know see. if you saw this, Bobby. Since you're going to the Western Kentucky game, Western Kentucky would is going to give some lucky fan season. Career, oh, what's this? Lifelong season tickets if they get their name legally changed to Hilltopper. You know what's funny about that, too, is I always played with them in the old NCAA football game. I would move them up to the FPS just yeah. because I like the Hilltopper mascot. So I, there, there's that, I guess. I just thought you might want to be no because you could take them up on the offer when you go and you get lifelong Western Kentucky tickets. <laughs> so we could just call you Hilltopper Wilson when you come on. That, that'd be something else. I, I I have to talk to my wife about that one. <laughs> I, I still have an irrational hate for Western Kentucky for the 2009 NCAA basketball tournament, but that's beside the fact. So we'll yeah, we shouldn't have been a five seed. <clears throat> yeah. um, real quick, we'll, we'll go to some of the chat overlay. And we have a, a big-time fan named St. Dominic's Rosary who loves to comment all our stuff. Uh, basically saying that you can win the Big Ten with a me- – you can win the Big Ten West with a mediocre quarterback. See Northwestern, Wisconsin, Iowa. Very good point. Um, I don't really care what Phil Steele says. These national guys are stuck on stupid. You got national guys hyping Wisconsin. Why, I don't know other than Luke Fickle being the coach. Uh, Which, I mean, I can understand. There's been a lot of disrespect with the media, like who's the best coach in the Big Ten, and they never even put Brett Bielema in the conversation. Like, he has the most Big Ten titles of any coach in the league. (laughs) I mean, hello, McFly. You can't do my homework with your handwriting. All right. Um, Purdue is a dumpster fire waiting to happen. You can't be a defensive head coach at Purdue. The coaches that put an emphasis on on offense at Purdue were the most successful C. Jeff Brom and Joe Tiller. Do you agree with that, Bobby? Is that, would you agree with that sentiment that that, that you need to be an offensive-minded head coach to win at Purdue? It definitely seems that way. That's been uh, their mo throughout the year or throughout their recent history. That's for sure. Well, before we wrap this up with you, because we're going to get there, and we all got kids, youngins, and we can hear them in the background running around. Uh, <laughs> you know, sorry about that. 
get off me. Yeah. Uh, I've brought my son on the show a couple times because he just can't be without me for that long. But everybody can catch you. TNT, College Football Podcasts. I know you're on Spotify. What other – are you on Apple Podcasts as well? Not yet. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, just uh, Spotify for the most part. Holler to boy. I'll help you get the hookup. It only took me three months to figure it out, but I did it. So, okay. hey, I, I will. I will say this: I had the pleasure of like Bobby came into my feed on Twitter, just in the college football realms, the college football circles, and you're breaking down every single Division One football team this year. Um, and I've listened to quite a few of them, and it's been really impressive work. I think you do a really nice job, especially you do it solo. Uh, they're short. Uh, they're, it's, you know, half hour less typically. I think you do a really great job. Are you done? Or are you still working through them? Still working through it. I am uh, I have the Pac-12 starting tomorrow. Uh, interesting that I have Arizona tomorrow, so I think that that coincidentally works really well. <laughs> but uh, right. uh, then I have the SEC in the Sun Belt, and then I'll be done. And you can so catch him on Twitter at TNT College Foot One. This is Bobby Wilson. We appreciate him. Eureka's not far away from me. I pass by it sometimes, and I might just stop and say, hey, I've heard you guys got some great ice cream place there. We do, Uncle Bob's, yes. Yeah, there we go. I might have to stop at Uncle Bob's, and we can chat with some about some college football. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, we appreciate you having you on. We might even have you on again sometime before the season's over. So, yeah, can't stress enough. If you're a college football fan, give Bobby a follow. He, he, I mean, this is why I, I wanted to ask you if you're an Illinois fan because I know you're in Illinois. You got an Illinois hat on, but you are an objective fan and you do a great job. If you're a college football fan, Bobby's a must follow. Give him a follow, folks. Appreciate you coming on, Bobby. Really do. Thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. Thanks yeah. so much. Appreciate you, Bobby. So the one question, the one question that I we should have asked him and I didn't. Hold on, he still he might be there still. Hold on. Bob, oh, Bobby, still there? Go ahead, go ahead, Kev. What was your question? Yeah, yeah. What kind of impact can you see Jim Leonard being for Illinois on the defensive side of the football as an analyst and not necessarily a full fledged coach on the sidelines on Saturday afternoons? I think he's going to have a huge impact. Uh, just uh, I'm a former head coach at the college level albeit in a different sport, but Same still concepts. Yep. Yeah. He's going to be able to help so much from that regard, just being able to give input on so many levels. The fact that he played at a high level and he's now coached at a high level as well for quite some time. And he knows Bielema and the scheme tremendously. So I firmly believe that he's going to be able to help a ton uh, when it comes to scouting breakdowns. Uh, I think he can really, help that defense that not that they need to go to another level because they were great last year, but I think he's really going to help those quote unquote younger guys do some really good things in the development aspect. And my last one, uh, you may have already went over Illinois. I need to listen to what you had to say on your podcast before too long if you did, but eight and four to 10 and two, you're going to have them in there somewhere. What's your total, what's your final prediction for Illinois record? I'm going to go right in the middle. And I know that that might be the easy way out, but I, I'm going to say nine and three, win the Big Ten West, and okay. play in Indy. And have a real shot to beat either Michigan or Penn State to go to the Rose Bowl. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say Michigan and Penn State too, is because I think those are the two favorites in the East. 
I'm not picking Ohio State. I don't. Uh, while I know Drew Aller's new, I don't not buying whoever the next quarterback for Ohio State mm-hmm. is being C.J. Stroud, and I know they still got Marvin Harrison Jr. But Michigan's returning so much more, and Penn State's defense is just better in my opinion. So. And, and by the way, folks, if you want, like, I, I know I plugged your podcast already. Bobby did a great breakdown in the entire season for Illinois. He took a game by game look. If you guys want to hear what Bobby thinks in each game of what Illinois' project, uh, his projection will be for Illinois, go ahead and listen to that show. It, Bobby did a great job on that. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, That's thank right. you guys. Thank you so Continually much. Continually appreciate you, man. So and this time it is goodbye for real. It is goodbye at TNT College Football Podcast. All right, had to get the that's the that's the news of the week for Illinois, right, Ryan? Uh, since we since we met last week, that's the news, right? Is that Illinois brought on uh, Jim Leonard? What a what a hire! What a coup! What a job by Brett Bielema! He continues to be the CEO of the program. The, the two biggest things from this week that I think that, and I'm glad we got Bobby to talk about that, were, were Jim Leonard and then what Bielema said about Illinois and his contract, and that that I think there were some concerns that Brett Bielema. Uh, potentially if Kirk Ferentz retired, may go back to Iowa. And he basically nipped all that in the bud. And then you you hire a guy like Jim Leonard, which now gives him roots to Illinois. I think Jim Leonard's path is to a head coach next year uh, or a defensive coordinator spot in the NFL. But I think he likes college football. This is what a, what a week for Illinois. I mean, but I saw it. I got to tell you, Kev, I know you were – we're both working, you know, our nine to fives or whatever it is, but – I had just somebody – it was such a big deal. I had people tagging me, and I'm like, why is my phone blowing up? And I was like, my jaw dropped, though, when I saw it. <laughs> I, I, kept, I kept looking for the like the, the inverted name uh, name or misspelling <laughs> on the Twitter handle. Like, oh, that's a parody account. That's e, that's ENSP News or whatever. Yeah, like, I couldn't – dude, I like, could not – This is not real. This is not real. There's no way I could send you that and good contents knowing it was fake. Once I verified it was real, I, I sent it to you because yeah, I, I went to all my sources, same thing. I was doing I was like, what is this real? And I was like, wait a second. And you know, we had <coughs> we hadn't heard him going anywhere else. So the fact that Brett was able to get in touch and get it done, he t- he did say that he had actually been talking to Jim for months, you know, and just uh what do you want to do? You know, like, what do you want to do with your life right now? Like, it's not like, please come join my staff. You know, it was like, Brett was just like, Hey man, I care about you. I was your defensive coordinator at Wisconsin. Are you wanting to go to the pro route? You just want to take a year off? Like, I'm just curious, man, you know? And then once they finally talked about it, you know, for a couple months down the road, he's like, you know, I do want to stay close to my family, but I do want to stay. I do want to work and I'll, I'll join your staff if you have an opening. And he's like, we got an analyst opening. So it's like, how huge, that's huge. And while he won't be able to be with them on game day, being able to, (coughs) excuse me, to game plan each week and have not just work with the defense, but he's going to be working with special teams. He's going to be working with the offense uh, about how to attack, you know, a Wisconsin, you know, who he knows, by the way. He, You know how many of those guys on Wisconsin, Jim Leonard, helped recruit and mentor? Well, it's it's like this. So you have – if you're Brett Bielema, you're sitting in this season, You you it's your, it's it's a second year with Lonnie, you got a little bit more faith there, and you lose your defensive coordinator. And so you've got to promote a guy you're very comfortable with, and I think everybody's excited for Aaron Henry and what he's going to do. Nobody, nobody more so than me. 
however, it's Aaron's first year and as a, as a defensive coordinator. So if you're Brett Bielema, that's a, that's a guy who's going to take a little bit more time. Uh, and, and, and I don't, I won't say handholding, but you've got a new coordinator. You got to spend a little bit more time with them, especially when that's the side of the ball that you love and that you came up in. But now you've got the opportunity here to allow a guy like Jim Leonard to kind of help and aid a guy like Aaron Henry. And Brett can continue to do what Brett has been doing over and over again. I'll say it for the 457th time is be the CEO of the Illinois football program. And that is what he's doing. And this is another move. This is another opportunity where Brett Bielema is playing chess while other people are playing checkers. And it is, and not only that, are we getting Jim Leonard to come be an analyst for our team? We are getting Jim Jim Leonard to be an analyst for our team. And Wisconsin is footing like 90% of his salary. And so it is just I mean, that, that's crazy. Wisconsin's paying him to come be an analyst at Illinois. So, uh, uh, but with that said, it is the perfect scenario. It's a power move. It's a power play by Brett Bielema to have Jim Leonard, because not only is Finellis a first-year cornerback coach at Illinois. Yes, same thing. Yep. Aaron Henry's first-year DC. Who is there to help mentor to kind to, you know, to be there for them to fall back on for ideas and and game planning and situations where maybe they're not a hundred percent sure about because they haven't been through it. Who better than Jim Leonard to be there? I mean, it's it's perfect. And even if it's only a one-year thing, which probably is likely, I think two tops, but one year is probably likely. I don't think that you, they could have anywhere else better to fall back on to have them help and to get it together. Because, yeah. you know, if a guy like you ask Ryan Walters, would you have liked to have a guy like Jim Leonard your first year? You know, I, I guarantee, yeah, a hundred times. <laughs> well, and Sean Garner asked, why can't he be with the team on game day? I don't know that he can't be with the team on game day. He cannot be in the booth. He cannot be on the sideline. That's part of the rules as, as an analyst. And Jim's family is still in Wisconsin. So he's going to. Oh, be, uh, I'm only going. Yeah. I'm only going off what Brett Bielema said at Big Ten Media Day. He Sunday said, through Thursday, be with the team, basically. Yeah. He, he basically said Monday through Thursday, maybe Friday morning, he's going to leave and go back to be with his family. It's not just for his family. He told that he just said that he won't be with them on game days. He's not going to travel with them or do any of that. So and he's also he's also got a, a hip surgery that is, is coming up. Uh, and, and, you know, from his years in the NFL. And I think this gives him the opportunity to not be a sideline coach. Maybe this is – and I, I, possibly, I think this is a big reason why Jim Leonard is not on a sideline for somebody because a lot of people wanted him and would have, and would have hired him. I mean, hell, I think Purdue would have loved to have him. Let's be real. He's more accomplished than Ryan Walters, even though Ryan Walters is very accomplished. But I think Jim Jim looked at the Wisconsin move and said, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I need this hip surgery. I'm gonna take a year. This is a great way for him to still stay in the game, connected with somebody who respects him, Bielema. It's just an incredible move. Incredible. It is. It's super incredible. Um, I'm I'm just stoked for the season to start, Kev, and uh, we've got a lot. A lot in the next month to talk about some predictions, some new shows introduced. We also have a couple other guests, guests to come on to talk about Big Ten West and maybe their team a little bit. So a lot going. Spain, uh, Spain basketball trip, right? I mean, like yeah, we got the Spain. We're gonna be talking about the Spain. We got some possibly some more, you know, hoops players coming on. And by the way, a big shout yes. salute 100%. to Dre Gibbs Lawhorn. Not just gracious, but 
fun. Uh, he just wanted to bless us with that uh, beautiful uh, video he sent earlier with his mom, and they were loving it, man. They t they sent me three takes, and they said, you know, it was just fun watching him try to ad lib and do some fun things. That was the best one that I sent that uh, that I that I sent. But man, he did that with love and because uh, he appreciates us. And let me tell you right now. That man loves everybody, but he I didn't make him say all of that. He I sent him a little script, but he kind of did his own thing and, and made it sound beautiful. So uh, it was really cool. It was really cool too. So yeah, so great guy. I love the emphasis on the dunk. I told him do whatever the hell you want to do. So we appreciate uh Dre. Uh he's gonna have a big year and a big trip in Spain. So really quick before we do final thoughts here, Kev, um, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Um I'm going to do a little brief little recruiting tidbit. So it sounds like, you know, in my, in the past I had said Dalen Platt was going to be a pickup at some point. Yep. I think that's going to end up being a little different because Illinois is leaning a little bit differently now. Uh, I'm thinking that Ricky Knight's going to decommit from Florida state uh, and he's going to end up in Illinois. So that's a big deal. They just great win there. Yeah, yeah. They just landed a five-star uh, kid there at Florida State, and it sounds like Illinois is more than back in it with Ricky Knight. So they're going to take either one or the other. They were going to just go ahead and take Platt because they liked him, but Ricky Knight was their really their first choice. So it sounds like Illinois and Ricky Knight's a real thing, and. Not necessarily sure when he's going to decommit, but I know it rubbed him the wrong way that they went ahead and took that five-star cornerback. Uh, and, like, you, you can't really – I guess you can't blame Florida State for doing that, but I think it's going to end up being a good thing uh, for Illinois. So I just wanted to throw that tidbit in here. And I still have Josiah Knight, August 18th, is going to be committing to Illinois. I've still had that prediction out there. Still Illinois to me. Still got all Illinois vibes. So I just wanted to throw those two football recruiting tidbits out. Yeah, right on, man. Heck yeah. All right, Kev. So I'll let you finish this off tonight with uh, final thoughts uh, for an, a fun week with Big Ten Media Day um, and basically seeing Illinois getting disrespected. Fourth in the Big Ten West. I'm sure you got some golf stuff to talk about, whatever you, whatever you want to talk about. You know I'm going to talk some golf stuff. Unfortunately, Steve Stricker did not play in the Champions Open uh, uh, major this, this weekend uh, over, over in Britain. That's okay. Or England or wherever the hell they were playing. I really don't care. The Senior British Open. That's, I'm going to call it what it is. Um, let's start. Uh, the Canadian Open. Uh, the Canadian Tour. Tommy Cool with a top three finish. Shot 15 under. Our boy, Adrian Dumont de Chossart. Another top ten finish on the Corn Ferry Tour. He finished 10th. Played really well. Uh through the three uh, first three rounds, did not have the best Sunday, but still a top 10 finish. And then our guy, Nick Hardy, with a really good showing at the 3M Open, finished 13th. He was the talk of the golf world on Thursday when he broke his nine iron behind a tree on a shot that ended up and gave him about a 15-foot putt that he sank for birdie. It was an incredible shot. Illinois golf continues to show out. You know I'm going to talk about it because I can't help it. It's 
it's July 30th. I mean, we can only talk so much football and ba- baseball when it's not, football and basketball when it's not going on. And yeah, the Cubs just took six eight from the Cardinals and two or two from the White Sox. But I ain't gonna rub that in. But hey, it's all good. Hey, you know what? I'm obviously I'm a Cardinal fan. I've always been a Cardinal fan, but. The way this team was ran this year, the way they were put together, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I mean, it's it's weird to see them selling and getting rid of Hicks and Flaherty will be gone. Montgomery's already gone. So it is what it is, man. I after this the first two nights of the, the series with the Cubs, I man, I'm I've been I'm done with the Cardinals this year. It is what it is. Uh so with that said, Illinois is a golf school, Kev. We know that. But it's becoming more of a football school and it's always had that basketball you know, mentality. So with that said, Illinois fans, you have one more week to get your tickets to get at a discount rate for Memorial Stadium. So many, so many good games available. Like there's no reason there shouldn't be 50,000 fans at every game. There isn't. Uh, The Toledo matchup, nine, 10, that's a 10 win Toledo team coming with the best they're going to have that quarterback Finn. He's going to get drafted. I'm just telling people. So you're watching a kid who's going to be probably drafted between the fifth and seventh round next year, but he's going to be on someone's team next year in the pros. Uh, why not come watch that? It's going to be fun, exciting. Let's see how the defense does against a guy like that, an electric quarterback, because then you got Jane Daniels in week two. You want the team to be prepared for something like that. So it's a beautiful, it's a, it's a 630 kick, September 2nd. It's going to be a beautiful night game. Then you got big noon kickoff with Penn State. I mean, does it get you in FAU and Tom Herman? You got Nebraska coming on a Friday night game. Who doesn't love when Nebraska comes to town? Because you know their fans are going to travel. You got a homecoming game with Wisconsin. You got Indiana and Northwestern. Just come to a game. I mean, just do it. These guys deserve it, Kev. Uh, so that's my final thought. Um, I know I'll be at at least five five of the seven home games. Um, and I and I and I'll be seeing you for Thanksgiving, Kev. I know you'll be you'll be back in these parts for Thanksgiving. We might. I'm really. Try, I'm, I'm actually trying to really uh, join join our boy up in uh, the Iowa game and then possibly the Northwestern game. So do the butt back to back. But yeah, I'll be. I'll, I will not miss the, the Thanksgiving game. Awesome, awesome. So we appreciate you all, though. Again, who who subscribe, who follow on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We salute you. We appreciate you. I'm Swami. That's Kev. Swami out. I-L-L. I-N-I. Let's go eat all cat long. Everybody get it to the back. This guy's the limit.